Pickaxe. Welcome back to the stage of history. Welcome to another episode of Video Game Movie Podcast with myself, Rory Jocelyn of Cyberpunk Studios. And with me, as usual, is my good friend, Jamie Evans from Impala Films. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba. That's Mario. I know. But this isn't Mario. This is... Today's episode, we're doing Captain N. This is the... This is Nintendo's... Earlier, admittedly. Yep, 1989. But inferior attempt at Sega Hard Girls. Yes, I'll agree with that. So everyone from Petition. my age, is certainly in America, knows Captain N. Nobody knows Sega Hard Girls. No. I would say Sega Hard Girls is a better show from what we've seen of both. I mean, ne- neither of them are good. But <laughs> I'm, I, I didn't say Sega Hard um, Girls was gold. But ca- You know what, I'll give you this. The rare psychotic individual out there who loves pun-based humour... This will be your new favourite show, yes. Captain N, the Games Master. Yes. Um, now, I'm going to be clear about something. We've only got season three. I thought I'd bought the entire box set. However, it is only season three. It came with Captain N yes. and the new Super Mario World. We didn't watch Super Mario World no. because we'll we're going to do that as a separate show. Yes, I googled. I did some research. Apparently, in the other seasons, it was paired with different shows. So was one of those so Legend of Zelda, because that was short as well, wasn't it? I think it may have been. Yeah. In season two, it was paired with Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh, I've got that separately on DVD, So, um, and that's a UK DVD, so we can actually watch that on the DVD for once. So yes, um, I want a Captain N <laughs> Sega Hard Girls crossover, please. Okay. Well, with Captain N, uh, because it never came out in the UK, I've seen a couple of people say they watched it back in the day, but I never remember this show. Like, Super Mario World, Legend of Zelda, I remember watching all of those. I sat down and watched them as they came out on live TV. Captain N never heard of it before. So I'm pretty certain Captain N never came out in the UK. And it certainly didn't come out in the form that it is here, where it's crossed with... Like, where it's been twinned with another show. Does Super Google Mario... have the answers you seek? I don't know. I didn't check. But I'm like I know I watched Super Mario World... On its own. Translated an entire episode of Sega Hard Girls, but didn't didn't check it. Sega if this Hard was Girls was a better UK. show, and I'm a Sega fan, not a Nintendo fan. And like <sighs> so this is nineteen well, Captain N started in nineteen eighty nine. This particular season is nineteen ninety one. Yeah. And nineteen eighty nine is also the same year that Nintendo had the film The Wizard come out, which we've covered on this show before. What console were they on back then? Was this the SNES? So, weirdly enough, all of these are references to the NES. However, the SNES was already out, I'm pretty certain. Um, Maybe not. Was the SNES out in 91? The the SNES came out to rival the Mega Drive, didn't it? The the Mega Drive came out in 88 over here. I think 88, 89. That early? Yeah, yeah, so it had a couple... Uh, no, I think it was 89 in the UK. Because I, I thought it came out with Sonic 1. I thought that no. was, like, the debut game. No, 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 there was a good couple of years of Mega Drive before Sonic the Hedgehog came out. Intriguing. Yeah, and then so it was... But when they were still farting around with Alex Kidd, like, he could be a viable mascot. Well, Alex Kidd was never on the Mega Drive, I don't think. Oh, no, he did have one game. Um, but He's these... on my Sega Mega Drive collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he did have one game. For the most part, they were just doing arcade stuff. So it was mostly Golden Axe. Yes, Golden Axe. Yeah, so they would Sega were basically using it as an arcade conversion what machine a at game. the time. Sonic really set the tone for what a... the Mega Drive was and yeah. would eventually become is, known for. Is, a, is there a Golden Axe movie we might be able to review at some point? Nope. God damn it. You'd think, of all the fighting games that they've done, they did the one with the jiggly boobs for obvious reasons, it's there's, money, but they've never done a Golden Axe movie. Rory, there's an emoji movie. How can there not be a Golden Axe? <laughs> there's, there's, to be fair, there are plenty of franchises we could go, is there a f- movie of this? No. Splinter Cell doesn't have a movie. They, that's a narrative-based spy game I, I, by Tom Clancy. I, I do think Splinter Cell, isn't that one of those ones that's been in development hell for like 10 years? Yes, yeah. They're trying to get it off the ground. I think the main problem for work. Splinter Cell was that when they tried to make Conviction, they basically tried to make the game went right we want Michael Ironside on board mm-hmm. and Michael Ironside who had played the voice of Sam Fisher the whole time basically went I did oh. not know he played Sam Fisher yeah yeah brilliant he basically went no I won't do Conviction because it's an open world game and I'm, I, I, there's no story for me to tell 
Like, there's no development for Sam Fisher as a character. Fair play to my clients, yeah. like, for knowing Here's, the difference. This is the only thing that I've... The only time I've ever seen this happen in video gaming. Ubisoft basically came out to the fans and went, well, Michael Ironside won't be the voice of Sam Fisher in Conviction, so we're not going to, you know, use him, but we'll get someone else, so it'll be just as good. And literally the whole fan base went, no. If you don't put Michael Ironside as the voice... We won't buy this game. I mean, to be fair to Ubisoft, that's their culture in a rock and a hard place and there. They were. So that's not their fault. So, what they did, they'd already released... You can find the old Splinter Cell Conviction videos where it was an open world game. Mm. They never made that game. They never released that game. Because right. they eventually they went, well, we want to make. We need to release a new Splinter Cell. All the fans will buy it, but they won't buy it without Michael Ironside. Mm. So they had to go back to Michael Ironside, cap in hand, and go... What will it take for you to voice Sam Fisher again? And then he said, he went, one billion dollars. No, he said, I will only do this game if you give me a storyline worthy of an acting performance. Mm. It needs to be an actual genuine story arc for my character. So they trashed a year and a half, I think, worth of game development on Conviction and started from scratch to build a new game from the ground up where Sam Fisher, as an older man, has left his previous job because of the death of his daughter and the death of his best friend. And it's his story finding out that his daughter's still alive and chasing after the truth. It's an amazing story. It's a re- like, As far as video game stories are concerned for the time, it was very good. And then later they did a game following that where they did Splinter Cell Blacklist, which is the best Splinter Cell game ever made. Mm. However, Michael Ironside wasn't the voice of Sam Fisher. Nobody bought it. But it's such a good game. Yeah. And, yes, and the, but they did bring back Michael Ironside for Sam Fisher one more time for a short cutscene thing. When, it was for when Hideo Kojima left Konami, mm. weirdly enough. So obviously, you, I don't know if you remember this, but Splinter Cell and Metal Gear Solid were like the most competing spy franchises yeah. against each other. They were the main spy franchises. You either you tended to like one or the, one other, or the other more. And I was always a Splinter Cell fan. Well, when Hideo Kojima left Konami, it just happened that Ubisoft were making a video uh, for, I think, some upcoming Tom Clancy game. Not a Splinter Cell, but something else. And in it, they decided to bring back Michael Ironside and did a special cutscene of Sam Fisher talking about the fact that Solid Snake was now gone. Mm. And it's quite emotional, really, where Michael Ironside, as the voice of Sam Fisher, talks about the loss of Solid Snake. Linda, how are you doing? You're looking good, real good. It's Karen today. You look like you've clocked some miles since we last spoke. Yeah, a few. I've heard they don't make them like me anymore. There was this other guy, though. Army infiltration. He wore a bandana or something. I heard he finally retired. Really? Yep. It's only me. And technically, Solid Snake could continue, but it wouldn't be Hideo Kojima, so I don't think it would really count. So it's like, they've all gone, and he goes, it's just me. And you're like... Fuck, make that game, Ubisoft. Yeah. Make that game where he's the only one left. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone completely off the beaten well, track. So I, but I'm going to continue off the beaten track okay. for a second. Because uh, you actually reminded me of a good story. I don't know if you're aware of this. You say about them scrapping a game that was a year and a half in development. Mm. I always find it fascinating when game companies do that. And it, sometimes it is for the best. Mm. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but Capcom actually scrapped Resident Evil 2 when it was 80% completed. Yes, I've heard yeah. it, we've called the... They call it 1.5. 1. 1. 5. Um, I, I have played the betas, um, and I have to say Capcom made the right decision. Mm. Um, the betas aren't terrible. They're, they're, they're standard survival horror, and that's exactly the problem. Um, Resident, Resident Evil would not have gone... It wouldn't have gone past a second game. Yeah. Um, which, to be fair, Shinji Mikami did not plan it to go past a second game. Right. Um, but it was Shinji Mikami who scrapped it, because he didn't direct Resident Evil 2. Um, Resident Evil 2 was directed by Hideki Kamiya, okay. who went on to create Devil May Cry, Bayonetta. He also did Resident Evil 4, cause he, he, didn't he? Cause no, he... no, Shinji came back for Resident 
wasn't he? Before? He was gonna do because I remember Devil May Cry. Oh, was it that they it, Shinji Mikami came back because because I know that Devil May Cry came it out for development. Make, yeah, yeah, Hideki kind of went off and did that. Yeah, so he was um, he was doing Resident Evil Four and then he left because yeah. his idea basically became Devil May Cry. But yeah, he he built he was eighty percent through doing Resident Evil Two. They were six months before release and basically went and scratch. Shinji Mikami came in as executive producer mm. and he went Nah, this ain't it, dog. Or have you say, nah, they're saying it, dog, in Japanese. This is a nutty to do. You can't say that. Um, <laughs> no, dogu. Uh, and they they scrapped it and started again from scratch. Right. Um, and built the whole game in six months. And a lot of people, I personally don't feel this way. I like Resident Evil 2 very much. Yeah. For a lot of people, Resident Evil 2 is their favourite game in the franchise. It's uh, well, I, I mean, I haven't played the original Resident Evil 2 as much yeah. as you'll hate me saying that. I have played the remake and that was amazing um, yes I really and obviously it, it, well. it took a lot of cues from the original Resident Evil 2 mm. I still want to play the original Resident Evil 2 though because I know certain elements certain chief irons and stuff like that there was some quite big uh, differences do you know what we should do Roaring what years ago I used to have a friend called Kev who I don't see much anymore I'm not Kev because uh, we don't we don't live we used to live together Okay. Um, we don't live together anymore. He lives quite far away now. He's doing quite well streaming on Twitch. In fact, okay. shout out. Everyone go and follow Kev. Um, I can't remember what he's called on Twitch. He's called The Phoenix Ascending. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, just look up Kev on, yeah. <laughs> on Twitch. Um, he, actually, he actually just did a stream to raise money oh. for Make-A-Wish Foundation. So well done to him. Cool. Um, anyway, we used to have this annual tradition while we were at uni called the Resident Evil Challenge. Right. Where we would stay up for 24 hours and try and we'd set a challenge so like the one we tried i think it took us three attempts before we succeeded we tried to do resident evil zero remake two three code veronica and four in 24 hours right um no infinite ammo allowed or anything like that no, no just straight playing the game um and we would alternate because obviously they're, they're all single player games yeah. we'd like tap each other in and I'll never forget the first time we ever attempted so neither of us are big on Resident Evil Zero I don't know what it is about Zero it's just not that easy to get into I loved Zero at the time but playing it again recently I'm like oh, yeah I've, so... I've twice this year mm. well last year I guess technically now I actually have tried starting it twice and trailed off it's it, one of those ones it where it kind all... of dissipates after the train the train bit's yeah. fine once you get off the train the story just feels like it stalls. Yeah, the problem with Zero is it's not the game. It sh- it's not the it's game not it marketed it itself to be. No. Anyway, so the point is, the first time we attempted the challenge, we made it a whole hour into Zero, right, and died, and hadn't saved it, oh. and had to start again. So we carried on and we kept going. And this was while we were at uni. And by the time we got to the morning, the early hours of the morning, we were on Resident Evil Two. And um, it was my turn, and I was playing, and Kev went to sleep on the sofa, and I'm playing, and I'm playing, and next thing I know, obviously you'd fallen asleep, next thing I know, I wake up to the words, you are dead, written across the screen, (laughs) and I was like, no, not like this, not like this, so needless to say, we failed, Um, yeah, I'm sure it was like three years it took us, and we finally did it on the third attempt. Right, wow. Imagine if when you die, like, I know loads of people say you go towards the light, but what if you just see yourself on the slab with you are dead in mm. Big Rush? <laughs> that would be the weirdest fucking wouldn't experience. It, it'd be really it? unfair if it was like, if it was like, continue with a question mark. <laughs> and it's like, please insert coins to continue. And all the rich people keep getting reincarnated because they've got the coins. <laughs> but us broke motherfuckers are like, game over, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we're done. Anyway, anyway so I've, so, I've, I've uh, padded the episode as much as I can. That's all right. So, Captain N, uh, I'm going to read the back of the box. Don't worry, it's an American box. It's in English. Don't, don't give me that look, Jamie. Uh, and just for the bit with Captain N. So, uh, and again, in the American. In this third and final season of Captain N, the Game Master, Mother Brain, Metroid, and her forces of chaos continue to threaten the freedom of video land. Only Game Master Kevin Keane and the N-Team, Princess Lana, Simon Belmont, Castlevania, Mega Man, Kit Icarus, and Game Boy can keep them from conquering the universe. Now, am I the only one... I didn't get that his name was Kevin Keane at any point. No, they called him Kevin every now and then, but mostly they just called him Captain N, or he referred to himself as the Game Master. That was about it. I, I kind of have a problem with them calling it the N-Team. 
Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah it's like, what's the N-word mean? Oh. <laughs> it means Nintendo. Nintendo. Funnily enough, I also don't allow that N-word to be said around here. What, Nintendo? Nintendo. <laughs> I just did. Well, you have to, because no. you've got a Nintendo GameCube. We called it Bintendo, remember? <laughs> no, you called it Call back, call back. <laughs> you called it Callbacks that. are the essence of comedy, Rory. You're a callback. Anyway... <laughs> Let's move on to explaining the show. So we watched five episodes. To be honest, nothing incredible happens in any of them. Uh, but, whoa, whoa, um, whoa, and whoa, it, whoa! We're not going to be do- we're not going to be doing deep breakdowns no, no, no. on these episodes. You say nothing incredible, but you got to admit, as much as I don't like puns, puns they, happen. They came up with some great puns. Yeah, so which I've now forgotten all of them. I'm hoping you're writing them. down. I've written a few down. So live action intro. Is the first thing that I know. It was the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Best thing, yeah, and it was certainly the best thing about the show. I think, like in terms of quality, did is a dude broken. Hey, I'm Captain Ern, and, uh, and he gets know? sucked into a TV with his dog, doesn't he? Did uh, you notice playing. in that live action scene? Uh, you know the bit where he first gets blown back out of his chair? Yep. Did you notice the entire set shakes? No. <laughs> yeah. Check that yeah. Out again. Watch the back wall of the set, <laughs> and it clearly is all about to fall down. You're like, dude, how cheap was this? <laughs> the first episode we did, I didn't note down the name of the first two episodes, but the first episode was basically Robin it's Hood. Robin Hood, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. In a, and I'm fed, and as, I as get a so not- fed up with this shit. As a Nottinghamshire-born person myself, it was quite interesting. Interesting to see uh, to see Robin Hood represented through the eyes of Nintendo. Yes, I did know. There's a, so first weird line that I noted was that well, I, I missed the first one, but basically the sheriff of Nottingham is shaking down a peasant. I can't remember the sheriff of Nottingham's phrase, but it's very much basically like um, that's it. I've uh, like that's as much as I'll give a pluck or something like that. Which is very clearly a... No, he refers to him as a chicken. No, 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 he, the... he mentions the word pluck, and then oh. the, the other guy who's with him, the guy the who's king. actually handing them money, no, he's not the king. He, oh, he... no, he's the false king, I suppose, isn't he? Yeah. He then says, this chicken needs more plucking. We've got a dozen more shopkeepers and peasants to pluck before the archery tournament this afternoon. <laughs> uh, just a minute, Sheriff. I think this chicken needs more plucking. And I'm like, that's that's not a good line. And the peasant, can we just point out, the peasant has the worst hairdo. Oh, of all it's, it's, it's a mushroom. Bulk, it's a bowl cut. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's a full-on Paul McCartney bowl cut. Proper, proper. Well, it's even worse than Paul McCartney's because it's, like, completely shaven around the sides yeah. entirely. That's what um, people look like these days. <laughs> anyway. I'm really <laughs> against the whole skin fade trend. Yeah. I was so... This isn't relevant to anything, and I'm just a fat guy. But um, so, do, do, do you want to know how I know I'm the least fashionable person in the world? I read an article the other day that was called "10 Most Fashionable Haircuts for Men in 2022," right? And all ten were variations on a skin fade, right? And I will never get a skin fade because I fucking hate them. Okay. I, I honestly, I, I'm gonna say this: you guys can all come for me. It's fine. I think they look fucking stupid. I what, hate what them. is a skin fade? You know when they fade their hair in? Oh. So they'll shave it. And it'll fade. Yeah, I like so, that. I so so round the sides, it's very, very short. And oh, then they've right. got a mop of hair on top. Oh, that's kind of my haircut, so... No, no, no. Well, I've not got like more yours. around the side at the moment. Yours is, sh- yeah, yours is shorter now, on the sides. When I first have it cut, it's quite short on the sides. Well, we will not talk when you've had a cut, then. <laughs> uh, you don't mind that the hair is currently purple, but... <laughs> no, no, purple don't bother me. Purple's unique. Purple's cool. Just skin, skin fade is not. I think it offends me as someone who's going bold against my will. <laughs> I think it offends me because I'm like, why are you p- people with beautiful hair getting rid of it? You, what you could do is you could hang around and collect their hair. You, not, well, you could do that. I was going to say you could go to the people that like skin fades and go, look, the bits at the bottom that you don't want. Can I have those and like the, all the way down to the roots? Mm. Just embed them in the front of my head. <laughs> oh, if I ever do become rich. First thing I'm getting is a hair transplant. Yep. If I if I start going bald, which I kind of am a little bit, I don't think I am to fully. Not that I can thick, tell. But if I if I start if my widow's peak continues or I get bald on the back, and I get money, I'm fixing. I wasn't shit. I wasn't going bald until I started the, in the world of independent filmmaking. Yeah, that and doesn't the help. Stress that that brings. Oh mate. Anyway, let's continue. Captain N stops the bad sheriff from robbing the guy. Uses his Nez gun that he's got a holster for mm. to shoot the sheriff's sword, and it superheats, so he drops it. Kid Icarus is in this. 
as a small. It basically looks like uh, what's that baby? That Cupid. Shoots the, Cupid looks like Cupid, but has a, a deep masculine Danny DeVito sort of voice. So this is a weird combination, and everything he says ends in Icarus. Not everything. He just well, adds it at random. That's the thing. So even... I've got a quote here. I don't know what this does, Icarus. Yeah, he adds it at random times. Yeah. So you don't know when it's coming, but when yeah. it comes, you're like, why? You're like, there's no consistency <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uses an arrow to cut the gold off of the king's belt. Robin Hood then defeats the sheriff. And then Little John comes along. Now, I noted something, two things about Little John. Number one, he's voiced by Long John Baldry, who is a voice acting legend to anyone of our age, who, or my age, who would have watched this era of Dick. Long John Baldry. Long John Baldry is his Long. name. Long. Long John Baldry. He's, like Long John Silver. Yes. Cool. That's his name. Yeah, cool, cool. I'm good. sure it's his birth name. Uh, but it's... <laughs> That's what he's called now. So, and he played Dr. Robotnik in The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Mm. In this, he doesn't roll his R's the way he does when he's Robotnik. That's obviously a character choice. Mm. Though, I don't think he changes anything else about his voice well, in I, any of the roles he plays. I was going to say, was he the villain in every episode we watched? Because other Almost, than not yeah. counting Mother Brain... Or not the Dracula, he wasn't Dracula. Or Dracula. All the other villains sounded exactly the same. Yeah, I think three of the villains were him. He's got a great voice. And anyone who's watched Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog will know that voice. Get me on the deck of that ship, you chicken of the sea! No! It can't be! Sonic won't be born for another 300 years! That gives you plenty of time to get me a birthday present. Blast that blue beast to the bottom of the sea! What are we stopping for? Eggs! Eggs? And I love his voice, and I'm so glad to see him back, even though there's no roles that really justify him. He plays Little John in this. He's not a villain. But Little John in this looks exactly like Jamie, just taller. And Ginger. Same difference. No, no it was brown hair, wasn't it? No, light brown? he was Ginger. Oh, okay. Well, even, okay. Even if he was light brown, I'm dark brown. That's true. So, okay, so he's got lighter colour hair than Jamie, but face shape and everything. Fat. No, it's fat. Like, it goes in at the forehead. <laughs> like a butternut squash. You've got a, your head is shaped like a bell. <laughs> I can cut that if you want. No, no, no. I've been nice up to this point, Rory. <laughs> hey, what's brown and sounds like a bell? Dung. <laughs> You're just snorting all the soil. <laughs> Justify me with a response, Jamie. I mean, you don't watch American Dad, do you? No. There's a quote in it with this Russian-Soviet Union guy, and Stan is obviously suspicious of him, and he's like, I know you want revenge for the fall of the Soviet Union or something like that. And he's like, why don't you just do it already? And this Russian guy's like, yes, I want revenge, but I will not rush and take revenge like hasty, impatient American capitalist. Instead, I will sow seeds of revenge and carefully nurture them until they grow like the vegetables of revenge. And then I will harvest the vegetables and plant more crops of revenge. <laughs> and only then, only then will you taste my revenge. <laughs> Fair enough. It's a long way of saying, watch out, motherfucker. Sure, sure. It, it, I mean, yeah. There's Super Mario sound effects in this, and Robin Hood seems to be a video game character, because uh, yeah. they're in Video Land. Every time they come through the portal, it <coughs> plays the pipe noise, doesn't it? Yeah, and all of the sheriff's extra henchmen come in pixelated, yeah. and then become more fully drawn characters. And when they're defeated, they drop things like extra lives and things like that, And hearts and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed that Icarus, Mar Maid Marion gets thrown out of a tower. So to save her, Kid Icarus picks up some random golden arrow that he doesn't use. It's not mm. one of his. Because he literally picks up and goes, I don't know what this does, but I hope it helps. And literally shoots Maid Marion in the spine. Yeah. Now, luckily, this, this, this will either help. Yeah. This will either help or it'll paralyze you. Let's find out. Yeah. Luckily, it becomes an orb that lets her bounce onto the ground safely. Oh, but, plot armor. Yeah. But, A, I don't know how shooting someone with an arrow helps them from falling. But even if there was some logic to that, in the spine? <laughs> that's, that's bad. And the last bit I'm going to mention about this episode, unless you've got anything to add afterwards, is after all is said and done and the world is the, the day is saved. Little John says to Kid Icarus, Yo, 
You're a little bit of all right, Kid Icarus. Welcome to the Merry Men. And he's surrounded by other big burly it's, men. It's the way... thing is, that doesn't sound funny when you say it. Like, it's the way that the episode is doing one thing. That thing ends, we fade to black, and then we immediately cut up on this. Yes. And there's no context. It's just Big John going, You're a bit of all right, I'll, Kid I'll, Icarus. I'll be honest, the, the way they do Little John... And this isn't a, a reference to you, because I said mm-hmm. he looks a bit like you. Oh, it sounds like they're about to gang rape this yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. He looks like what what the gay community would call a bear. A bear. Yeah, and he's just like, mm, you're a bit of a right kid, Icarus. Mm. You're like this little boy-shaped character. You're like, I don't like Do you ever think, <laughs> you know, we read a lot of sexual stuff into these video game films. <laughs> do, you ever think, uh, do you ever think maybe we're just sick pervs? Um, maybe. However, this is not too long after the era of He-Man. And there is a lot of sexual innuendo in He-Man. Is there? Yes. It is laced with sexual innuendo. Yeah, I ain't seen it since I was a kid. Mate, I've got it. We will watch it at some point, and you'll be surprised at just how much you missed when mm. you were younger. It, I'm not kidding. It's not just that we, uh, we'd read into it wrongly as an adult. It is laced with sexual innuendo. So that's episode one. Episode two, I never got the name of, but it's set on the wacky world of Hoopland. And it's a planet of basketball, which, you know, they did this a few times as they did with the, you know, Merry Men episode. But the intro to the episode, I didn't get the whole quote. However, I couldn't believe it. On the wacky world of Hoopland, Hoopty Doodah Day is the one day of the year when everyone gets a shot at their dearest wish. Hoopty Doodah Day! Yeah, you can't just drop Hoopty Doodah Day and act like that's normal. Yeah, uh, Larry Bird is voicing himself as a cameo in this. Larry Bird is big. a white basketball player. Because they couldn't afford Michael Jordan. Pro- yeah, he, he would have been big at this time, wouldn't he? Yes, he would have. Yeah, this. Yeah, uh, I don't know actually. Uh, late 80s? No, it'd be 91. Early 90s. 91. Michael Jordan was definitely big by 95, 96. Because he did Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah, he must have been big by then because he didn't he win three titles in a row, then quit for a bit and went off to play baseball. Possibly. Then came back and won three more, didn't I'll he? I'll be honest, I don't know that much about Michael Jordan, but if that's the case, either. then he must have been famous at he, this point. Because he is like, um, isn't he like the greatest basketball player of all time? Yes. I mean, you'd have to be because he grew a Hitler stash, didn't he, for a bit? Did he? Yeah, yeah, Michael Jordan grew a Hitler stash. That's uh, and the only reason he. Concerned. The only he reason was on a he, lot of drugs. Though. The only reason he got away with it is because he was the greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> Otherwise, everyone else would have been like, "Ooh, dude." I, often it seems black people trying to save the Hitler moustache. Go, no, I think I can pull this off. When I worked at Carphone Warehouse once, mm-hmm. I had a guy walk in, a black guy, and he was in a matching red Adidas tracksuit, like matching top mm. and bottoms with the white stripes down the legs and down the arms. He had a matching red cap, matching red shoes, and then he had a dyed bleach blonde Hitler moustache no. and soul patch. And soul so he had like, patch. yeah, but so he tried to match it up, and I had to serve like him about a phone. Well, I had to serve him about a phone, and I'm just sitting there going, don't laugh at the Hitler moustache, what the fuck? Like a guy completely in red with a blonde soul, like a blonde. I tell, I tell you like, now. I can't. How? How Rory, do you? Oh. I tell you now. His friend was hidden somewhere with a camera, and that was for YouTube. It probably there was. was definitely a guy trying to get you to crap. It looked like I'd seen the negative of a photo of Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should I apologise for that? Someone said we shouldn't apologise as much. I think for that we should. For that, I apologise that I said this man looked like a negative of Hitler, but he should not have had a Hitler moustache. So there's an Urkel lookalike, who they mm. call Hoopless. Uh, but they say it the first time, so it sounds like Hopeless. They're like, oh, by the way, this is Hopeless, but it's Hoopless. You know, and then they just call him Hoopless. And I, I, I've noted that he's the only main black character in this. Because yeah. all of the end team, as they're so called in the show, are all white, if they're not just a Game Boy. Um, Although, but, what's his face? Um, Simon Belmont from Castlevania. He's tanned. But yeah, like in some of the. In some scenes, he looks, looks black. darker, yeah. It, I think he's just meant to be tanned because he's like. Like a surfer beach boy. Yeah, because he's also got blonde hair, which is not usual for. Black no. genetics, but either way, Could yeah, die, die job like your yeah, 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 mustache, bro. I don't, yeah, I, let's not go there again. The, <laughs> but yeah, everyone's white, including the basketball star in Hoopland, and the only black character is basically a, a, a 
pathetic, useless wastrel called looks like Urkel. And you're like, I'm not sure this is a good take. Yeah, the dog gets stuck in a hole at one point while they're doing this challenge to save Hoop World, and then his head gets stuck underground. Captain N says to the dog, don't worry, Duke, we'll come back. And you, all you hear is the dog whimpering because they've closed the holes by winning this competition. Mm. But the dog was face first halfway in a hole. And then all you hear is it whimpering, going, oh, don't worry, we'll come back for you, Duke. But you don't see Duke. Leave the hole. No, and you don't see why he's whimpering, which means that he's, like, the hole's closed up on him while he's head first in the floor. Which, but they don't show up like, oh, if you, not quite edgy enough for that, are we, Captain N? And then the last, the last thing I'm going to put here, here we go. This is another possible quote for uh, Worst Lines, is, oh, no, it's just showed me a picture of Michael Jordan with the Hitler stash. It's not good. A potential entrance for Worst Quote, because it literally comes out of nowhere and is terrible. Aw, don't you just love hoopy endings? That's got, a tough one, man. This is a tough one. I mean, that's a fucking atrocious line. I think it definitely counts. So we go into episode three, Return to, yeah, Return to Castlevania. Simon Belmont returns to Castlevania for an award. Dracula pretends to be the poltergeist king who's meant to be giving him an award, but instead basically states that Simon Belmont's great-grandfather, who allegedly took down the big Dracula, was a fraud, uh, and the poltergeist king actually did it. And he curses Simon Belmont with a thousand years of shame. 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 <laughs> uh, yes, he doesn't walk naked through a crowd being whipped, but perhaps that, that would have been a very different show. He's, and Dracula is being played very much in that really typical... Yeah. Ah. Of, uh, uh, it, like, a, like in a Sesame Street. Yeah, it is. One, <laughs> two. <laughs> One Belmont. Ah, ah. Two Belmonts. Ah, but, ah. There's, <laughs> but yeah, Dracula's teen child... His teen son, Alucard, in Alucard was yep. killed. Yeah, oh, which okay. is Dracula backwards. Ah, I didn't catch the name. So, mm. but yeah, so Alucard, the teens, and he's got a surfer's voice, like yeah. a stereotypical. He's proper like cowbunga dick, tubular, um, tubular. Uh, he was meant to be watching the Poltergeist King, the real one that uh, Dracula had kidnapped, but he went off skateboarding, so the Poltergeist King almost escaped, but Dracula put pay to that. Dracula scolds Alucard, and Alucard leaves in a in basically a sulk. Oh. Mm. We don't see him for a little while at Belmont's grandfather's grave. He's sitting at his grave, going, "Oh, how? Why didn't you? Why did you lie to me?" Because he's believed the Poltergeist King. A gnome comes along, just some random fucking gnome. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't played much Castlevania. Maybe there is a gnome in it, but the gnome apparently helped Belmont's grandfather defeat Mm. Dracula back in the day and can attest to the fact that his grandfather wasn't a fraud and had actually done what he was supposed to have done. And so they all decide to go together to find out what's going on. And Dracula's ruse is discovered. They find out that the, you know, Dracula is actually pretending to be the Ghost King and that Belmont isn't cursed for a thousand years or something. And as Belmont's about to be crushed by a a load of spikes, Dracula's son Alucard skateboards in and saves him. And then the son gets them into Dracula's castle and betrays them there, Mm. as if this was all part of the grand plan. It's like, but he was going to die from the crushing spikes. And this plan makes no sense. So that was pointless. However, I will note this line because let's be honest, this is a way of getting around censorship and being able to use the major C word. Oh, I didn't think this was. Go on then. See, we never should have trusted that son of a count. Yeah, see, I don't think that is what that's. Why would you phrase it as son of a count? I don't think that's what that's because the phrase isn't son of a. You know, the phrase is son of a bitch. Yes. No, I get it. They're not trying to get around saying the C word. Mm, But you remove the O. And he, it's quite an aggressive phrase. Like, way Especially because you got to remember this is American, and they mm. don't really use that word in America. But then why phrase it that way? We should never have trusted that son of a count. It's also meant to be son of a bitch. Mm, maybe. But they can't say bitch. Yeah, that, so it's that son of a count, because he is the son of the count. I'm sorry, but son of a count when you're in the UK... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very it's, clearly an apples and pears scenario. It, it's, as they say in the, it's as they say in the film Eurotrip. Have you ever seen that? No. There's a bit where um, they meet British football hooligans and um, cockneys, and this one guy 
he's going on in a bunch of Cockney, and this American's looking at him in wonderment, just like, I have no clue what you're saying. And literally this American just goes, you guys are on a whole other level of swearing here, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, yeah, of course we are. (laughs) Americans think twat is... Yeah, and that, that, uh, that's it, it's terrible. They're like, you twat, and everyone's like, not a real word. And we're just like, first of all, it's pronounced twat. Yeah. And second, hard a, hard And a. second of all, that's like, that's like primary school level. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can say twat on UK daytime TV, I'm pretty sure, and get away with it. I don't think anyone would care. You'll keep that C word in reserve, though you can't overuse the C word. I get annoyed when people overuse well, the it. the major C word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. you got to reserve that for times when literally no other word yeah, yeah. will accurately reflect your pain. Yeah. <laughs> that and your best friends, because they're all... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, at the end of that episode, they save the Poltergeist King, and he gives Belmont his award, and there's a joke, which is lame and doesn't work. Yeah, this show's very formulaic in the sense oh. that it's, it's... It's a deke show. If you've ever yeah, seen a deke show... for kids as well. Let's be clear. Yeah. This is for children... In the 80s, when kids were simpler. But, um, having said that, Sat AM was made by Dick only a couple of years later. And I'm pretty certain, when we re-watch it, we can verify it. But I'm pretty certain that still holds up, because it has better storytelling. Mm. But I suppose it wasn't meant to be as formulaic as and this. And, to be fair, remember, this is crushed into 10-minute episodes. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they've, uh, had to, they've had to reduce down a lot of stuff. This was nowhere near as bad as Legend of Zelda. I don't know. Oh, this wasn't even close to as bad as I Legend kind of, of enjoyed Zelda. watching Legend of Zelda more. Oh, no. No, this was know. more... This I'm not saying I enjoyed more... this in particular or Legend of Zelda, but, I mean, Legend... Uh, maybe because I've got history with Legend of Zelda. The problem, the problem with Legend of Zelda is it's one joke ad nauseum. That's true. This is, this is puns galore. I think the benefit for Legend of Zelda, though, is because it was relatively as short as this, mm. but it only had two main characters, Zelda and Link, you got... The character development and the character storytelling was a bit better. Yeah. Because it wasn't trying to pad it out across as many... Like, the end team, as I say, you've got Kevin Keane, who doesn't really have a personality. He's just the cool guy that wins stuff. Princess Lana, who only appears in a few episodes. Simon Belmont was missing from the first two episodes. Mega Man, who was missing from four of the episodes we watched. Kid Icarus was only in about three of them. Mm. Game Boy was only in one. And, like, it's just like... Man, Mega Man's voice. Yeah, we'll get to that, because he's in episode five. Yeah. So, episode four, totally tetracized. Captain N and Belmont are playing a riddle game on their NES, which, though, for some reason, their NES only appears to have one button, which Mm. they press, and then they verbally answer the question. Right. So, it's like, well, that's not how the NES works. This would have been where it would be appropriate to have the line from Stay Alive. Voice activated? No way. That's next generation technology. Yeah. <laughs> that actually would have worked. The TV goes on the fritz and Maya Squaresley from the world of Tetris says that Princess Lana's brother is in trouble. So Lana, Captain N and Belmont go to Tetris and find a castle that shouldn't be there made of Tetris blocks. And apparently it's owned by, I did write his name down, the Puzzle Wizard. Mm. who is now the villain of this particular episode. The puzzle wizard blocks their path on the way there with Tetris blocks, and then other Tetris blocks with faces attack, somehow. they make Yeah, their... which is kind of disturbing. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit freaky, to be honest. It's, it looks more like a hallucinogenic nightmare. They make it to the Tetris chambers, as they were called, and they end up meeting Maya Squaresley, and all together, so the three members of the Captain N team that are in this episode because the rest are just missing and Captain Squaresley all go to the Puzzle Wizard's castle and are immediately disarmed and the only way they've got out yet James killing himself is they have to answer a riddle question so Captain Belmont goes to answer this question and fails to turn into a Tetris block so Captain N says he'll win a different way and decides to play a game of Tetris Mm -hmm. so the Puzzle Wizard agrees and while Captain In plays this game, Lana finds her brother, who's been turned into a Tetris square, turns him back into a humanoid, just as Captain N wins the game anyway, mm. and then the Puzzle Wizard is defeated and all is good. And it's just like... At, what, uh, at some point, Simon Belmont gets turned into a block person. That's what I said, it? yeah, yeah. So Did he, you? He lost, the, wizard, he lost the, riz- yeah, the riddle question, and he ended up become turned into a block so the final joke is that they're using him as a door prop because it's going to take a couple of hours for him to turn back for some reason yeah that's never given because jokes because jokes 
And then the final episode, I haven't got many notes on. Episode five is Battle of Baseball. Yeah. So Captain N plays baseball, and we finally see Mother Brain. And she's not in any of the other four episodes. And holy, this is a this is like if someone took the rubber mask that. Robin Williams wears to play Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm. Stretched it out. Yep. So it has holes and burn marks in it. Um, stapled it to the front of a giant brain. Yep. And then put transvestite makeup on it. Yep. Yeah, like the really bold. Yeah, yeah, stroke. yeah, yeah. And then for some reason, it's voiced by a man. Voiced by a man doing, who's doing a homie, a black homie sort of style voice. Yeah, that really stereotypical yeah. American, like, to be honest... I'll tell you what! Yeah, to be honest, the voice stuff. we all picture when we think of, like, Chris Rock and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost time to straighten you out, Princess P-Brain. Haven't you luck here's got that warp rewired yet? It doesn't really make any sense as to why. No, I, I've no clue. in season one there's an explanation, but Maybe. I doubt it. I doubt it. it. This it just seems to be a really quite insensitive and badly chosen choice. Yeah, um, it's not funny either. That's the other thing. I'm guessing it was meant to be funny. I imagine if there was a female that had like kind of a homie's voice, but it doesn't pay off. No. Um, but yeah, so during this, she sucks Captain N, Belmont, Duke, the baseballer who's in this episode, Mega Man, and Kid Icarus into Baseball World. Mm. Because she can just apparently do that. This is the first appearance of Mega Man and Game Boy. Game Boy doesn't have a voice, but Mega Man does, and he sounds like he smoked a million odd cigars. Mm. I'm with you, Captain N. You've gotten us out of some mega messes before. Very gravelly, isn't yeah. he? Dude, like, get soothers. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's the secret warp portal. The secret warp portal. <laughs> You're like, oh, kill me. And that's literally the last thing I have on that episode, because it's garbage. And there wasn't anything else in that episode worthy of note. You were looking up some facts, though, weren't you? On Was IMDb I? or something on the show? Oh, I, I found one interesting fact, yeah. which is a little bit of a sensitive topic. But um, noted sex offender Noel Clark, disgraced filmmaker who made kiddlehood and adulthood, and also played Mickey in Doctor Who. And he was also in Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, really? Yeah, he's right at the beginning. He's a guy who blows up a library oh, okay. uh, in order to get life-saving blood for his son. Apparently, he actually, in an interview, said that one of his dream projects was to do a live-action movie adaptation of Captain N, the Game Master. But that is now on hold um, yeah, because I'd, of uh, I'd, I'd sex offences. Yeah. Now, to be fair... We don't know if those are true or not. Yeah, like, anyone can edit Wikipedia, and I didn't see any sources. Sure. So. The other question I'd have on that is, and it, it'll probably be... Is why? Well, there's, so there's, there's about three option, issues with that. Number one, is Captain N a reliable enough named brand now to be worthy of a feature film budget? Probably not. I don't even know if it was popular enough in 1989 to have gotten a feature film budget. No. Certainly, what, 30, 40 years on? 30. 30, 30 years on. Gonna say, how old Because it's got eight in it. But there's... <laughs> But 30 years on, I'm pretty certain that any brand recognition anyone had for Captain N is gone. Mm. Like, there's, there's no way you're drawing in a large general audience. The other thing is, I'm assuming that because he's mostly an actor, he would want to be in it. But there was no black main characters in yeah, Captain N, so he probably would race change someone. It. Whether he'd play Captain N or whether he'd play someone else, I don't know. Simon Belmont, maybe. Maybe. Or, or... He could be Mega Man. Be better than being Kid Icarus, let's be honest. <laughs> going around in a diaper. Going, yeah. yeah. Who are they going to get for Kid Icarus? Matt Lucas? Yeah. Oh, no, you can imagine it. No, just, you just don't. You don't need that in your life. That's bad, man. So, Captain N as a liver. Well, let's, let's, let's pull through that, actually, because we've got a bit of spare time. Let's discuss, if we were to make a live-action Captain N mm -hmm. movie, mm -hmm. uh, first of all... So, I would, I'll tell you what I would do, is I would troll the world, because I'd invite <laughs> everyone to Captain N the movie, and at the beginning, he'd be like, you'd hear someone screaming, help me, help me, and he'd stand up and be like, this sounds like a job for... Captain N, he'll rip his shirt open, he'll have the big N underneath, and then, and then, giant sword comes through his chest. So you'd kill Captain N. him in half yep. to reveal our true hero, Captain Sega. 
Yeah. Oh, no, no, the Sega Hard Girls. The Sega Hard Girls. <laughs> because who would you rather see? Buff, jock, chad guy, or three sexy girls? <laughs> I'll be honest. I, I use the term you... sexy loosely. I'll be honest, I don't think either one of these franchises has much of a live-action no. uh, future. But, but, okay, what we're going to do? Captain, Captain in, then, is that yeah, what we're going to so, do? So, okay. okay, let's start with that. So, Captain in himself, let's let's just describe him slightly. He's a brown-haired jock, jock type with a college jacket that's red and white with white mm. arms. I mean, there's only one um, answer to should play him. Ryan Reynolds? In, in line with modern Hollywood casting trends. Is Ryan Reynolds. Chris Pratt. Oh, maybe. <laughs> just, no, he's too old, but I'd put Chris Pratt as Simon Belmont. No. No? The no. Rock? Who would you put? Yeah, The, the rock. rock would make an amazing Simon Belmont. Especially because he'll look ridiculous <laughs> with a blonde wig stuck on. Well, I've seen pictures of him with a blonde wig like added on in Photoshop, mm. where he'd stated for ages he wanted to play Johnny Bravo in a live feature right. film. So like that would basically be his attempt to do Johnny Bravo, but as Simon, because they're basically the same character. Okay, so we've got The Rock for Simon Belmont. For Kevin Keane, was it? We've got to... Think of it. Chris Pratt is meant too to old, but he's meant to be a teenager, isn't he? He's about. He must be like he's Ezra Miller. Maybe. I don't know who Ezra Miller is. The Flash. No. In the DC in Justice League. I'm sure he, you he, like watching the DC. No, I universe. don't. It's, it's garbage. But Ezra Miller's a decent actor. Okay, I haven't um, seen. I haven't seen the Flash. So. He is also currently playing a teenager in the uh, what the Harry Potter spin-offs called. Oh, Fantastic Beasts I films. I haven't seen any of those. They're either. garbage, don't. Yeah, well, they're, they're J.K. Rowling, so they would be garbage. I didn't like Harry Potter, let me put that right. clearly. I see, I do, so, so if I don't like Harry Potter, I'm not yeah, going to like so watching Grindelwald I, or whatever it I, is. I don't like the Harry Potter films. Well, no, I don't hate the Harry Potter films. Yeah. I don't rate them that highly, but I really like the Harry Potter books. Oh, okay, I haven't read the books. I've just seen three of the films, and two out of the three were absolute garbage. I'm curious to which three, do you remember? Uh, I'm curious if it's the I early the, ones. The first the one was garbage. Mm. Pure garbage. What, Philosopher's Stone? Yeah. So, do you want to hear a controversial opinion of mine? What? Most people say that the first two are the crap ones. Right. And the ones where it got all teen drama are the better ones. Sure. Fucking hate the later ones. I love the first two. Yeah, sure. No, fair enough. <laughs> so, the first one I despised, mm. um, it was really bad. Uh, <laughs> and then the third one I watched, the one with Gary Oldman as the werewolf character... Um, no, he's not the werewolf, he's the dog. Uh, um, no, What's-his-face is the werewolf, um, okay. David Hewis, yeah. Prisoner okay. of Azkaban. Yeah, that's the one. Most I, people I, rank that like the best one. Yeah, I saw the second half of that. Right. <laughs> and the second half of that was good. Yeah. It, the cinematography was shite, but other than that, it looked... It, Dude, um, it careful, good. that's Alfonso Cuaron you're talking about. Well, maybe it was the version I was watching, because I was watching it on my parents' t- small TV, uh. but it, it looked really over-yellow with no other colouring. Mm. It looked kind of really one-note. If I'd wa- if I watched it on like Blu-ray or 4K or something like that, it probably yeah. looked much better. But from what I saw, it looked a bit naff. Though I have had that problem before with other things. It's just a bad transfer or something. And then the other one I watched was a part one. Deathly Hallows part yeah, one. It was atrocious. There was no reason that film should have been as long as it was. And because there's no storyline in that film, there's no reason that that should have been a two-parter. I know that the book wasn't, but at the same time, I'm like, surely there must have been more story in the book than needing you to do a whole film where literally nothing happens. Yeah, but you know why they did that. Yeah, I know why. Money, money, But at the same time, it doesn't change the fact that it's an atrocious movie. Yeah, yeah. So for the, don't, like, I've, don't I've seen two and a half argue. films, and only the half of yeah. the one I saw was good. Don't, don't expect me to that. argue. I don't like the Harry Potter films. Anyway, they, but they get too moody. All right, okay, fair enough. So we've got the Rock of Simon Belmont. We've got, I mean, Chris Pratt would be the you know somewhat choice for. That's who I it would be. Too, it if would, they made this now, into they'd be yeah. like, hey Mario. Oh no, he can't be because Mario would obviously be in this at some point. No, he's not. No, he wasn't in this because so I, I did look this up actually. The okay. reason Mario isn't in Captain N is cause because it was airing alongside the show. Sure. So they in which like, case we know much. that he's not gonna be Mario in it. So he could be Captain N. But I think he's too old, but I think the Hollywood would probably still cast him. Oh yeah, of course um, they would. I tell you what, who might be a good match though? What's his name? Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yes, Tom Holland. Tom Holland would be a good match. Tom for Holland's the call. Kevin Keane. So we got Tom Holland, we got The Rock. <clears throat> Lana, we haven't seen much personality-wise of in this, have we? So, Anna Kendrick, maybe, or Imogen Poot. Imogen Poots, yeah. yeah. Imogen Poots, possibly. Kaisco <laughs> Delaria, maybe, maybe. I'll tell you the ones that we're not. We, we, I mean, we've done the easy ones. The ones that are basically human shape. 
Mm. We now have the trouble of Mega Man and Kid Icarus. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, I mean, Mega Man is quite small in this. He's a tiny man. I mean, unfortunately, Vern Troyer's not alive anymore. Or Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Good magic. Would you insult? Just, would you can... insult Peter Dinklage by saying, "Hey"? Come play Mega Man. I've got it. I know it should be. Using the magic of CGI. So you know, yep. when they, you know when they did that Snow White and the Huntsman film? Yeah, yeah. The dwarves weren't played by dwarves. They were played by Ray Winston, Bob Hope, etc. Sure. They made them look smaller. Yeah, they did we'll the same do thing the with sa- the Hobbits. We'll do the same thing. And Mega Man... Oh, God, it's just left me. Why not Danny DeVito? No, no, no. Oh, oh I had the perfect answer and it's just left me. Oh god, it's just left me, Rory. It was the perfect a full-sized answer. cast member. Yeah, I was just shrink. Some, I was just shrink someone down. They had the voice, Adam Sandler. You put Adam Sandler. I want Mega Man to be a drunken lout, or be- even better, even better, because you want him to have a voice no one will forget, right? I would, p- I would see Adam Sandler in that role. Yeah, oh, annoyingly you would, enough, yes, you? yeah. A better suggestion. You want someone whose voice you'll never forget, yeah? I present to you, Gilbert Gottfried. I don't like Gilbert Gottfried, so no. <laughs> I just find him a bit one note. <clears throat> oh yeah, everything. Um, yeah. Have you ever seen the video of him reading fact, Fifty Shades was, of Grey? On I tell YouTube? you what, if I was going to have Gilbert Gottfried, I'd put him as Kid Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Adam Sandler as Mega Man, Gilbert Gottfried as Kid Icarus, The Rock as Simon Belmont, Tom, Tom Holland, Holland, and uh, uh, well, we didn't really choose a one for Lana because we haven't seen much of her personality. Unfortunately, she's not much of a character, so no, she's just sort of generic, insert generic, attractive female actress here. Yeah, that you think would actually bother. <laughs> who wants a paycheck? <laughs> who, who wants a paycheck? It's going to have to cost a lot of money because they're not certainly not going to get anything out of script. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what, okay. So if. You reckon as well, if they did a live action movie, they would actually have a voice for Game Boy. And yeah, they would. Why would they have a voice for Game Boy and why would it be Kevin Spacey? <laughs> it wouldn't be Kevin Spacey. <laughs> like he was in Moon. <laughs> It'd be what's his face? Bill Hader. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Mm. Okay. It also plays Sergeant, no, Captain Dozer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, I know the guy you mean. Okay, so, I, I mean, I think we've... There's not really much further. What would you do for a plot for Captain N? I mean, there wasn't really any consistency, was there, um, in storylines for us to go, well, here's a real meaty subject matter that Captain N could deal with. (laughs) Mother Brain, who'd be Mother Brain? I mean, are we going to... I don't think you'd be allowed to portray her the way she's portrayed in this. You'd offend everyone. If you got someone, certainly if you did it as accurate as possible, so you'd get someone like Chris Mm. Rock or um, Kevin Hart, maybe, to do that sort of a voice with a character with that sort of grotesque face, plus that sort of Mm. transvestite makeup, you're basically offending a whole ream of people. I think you wouldn't get away with it. I think you'd, yeah. be, I think you'd be better off doing it as just a, a brain, yeah. with an AI type voice, making it more akin to the game, like the Metroid yeah. games, rather than trying to be a unique character of itself. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh man, I just can't think of a story that you'd do with Captain N. Because you'd have to explain the setup as well, because most people wouldn't have watched yeah, the TV it, it show. Yeah, it'd have to be an origin story of him getting sucked into the yeah. video game, and world. he'd need to come out at the end. So it would essentially be very much like the Super Mario Brothers movie. It would be something like something's corrupting Nintendo games, yeah, and you've got to go in and save them. Yeah, yeah, it'd have to be something garbage like that. Uh, just, uh, I, I don't, I, I'm just confused as to what what's his name, Clark, Noel Clark sees in the franchise I mean to be fair we don't know that he actually said that do we no that's true okay well let's just let's just suppose then we'll do it as a hypothetical let's say he did say that do you think he's got a storyline already worked out because he does write his own stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he does. I think it was an offhand comment that he probably made at one point. It's probably flippant, wasn't it? And someone's yeah. gone, oh, that's super serial. <laughs> They've just taken it and run with it. So, Captain N, we've got a couple of bits we need to verify. First of all, worst lines. Who <laughs> Is did you it... die? Who did it? Yeah. On the wacky world of Hoopland, Hoopty Doodah Day is the one day of the year when everyone gets a shot at their dearest wish. That's definitely going in. What do you think? Oh, what about you, Ninkum Hoop? You Ninkum Hoop? Yeah, Ninkum Hoop. You Ninkum Hoop. What about? Don't you just love hoopy endings? Ah, don't you just love hoopy endings? 
Yeah, yeah. So those three the were puns. Going. The puns. The puns are terrible. What about? You're a little bit of all right, Kid Icarus. Welcome to the Merry Men. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many though. That's the only thing. But they're all from the first few episodes, because then the puns ran out. And they just became crap. Uh, what about? I don't know what this does, Icarus. Nah, nah. It's not good enough. But we're going with hoop de doo da day because I just creased. I fell on the floor laughing. You saw me. I, I literally fucking rolled. I, I couldn't. I couldn't tell if you were laughing or having a seizure. To be honest, <laughs> I was. Uh, I was a few seconds away from calling the hospital. Oh, mate, but we're not going with trusted that son of a count no. or anything to do with the chicken plucking. So we've got some cool lines there. As for the next part, it's recommendations. Would you recommend this series, Jamie? Solid recommend. Really? Yep. No, of course not. You were on your phone half the time. Um, it's it's better than Link. It's better than Legend of Zelda. Okay. Um, it. I mean, no, because it's it's who's good unless you were like the most diehard Nintendo collector in the world. Yep. No, I guarantee you, more people buy that box set to get the Super Mario half of it. Yes. Than buy it to get Captain N. I mean, um, even the theme for Super Mario World was more memorable. Super Mario. Super Mario, Super Mario World. I just, I just think it's something that I can't imagine anyone having any interest in. It's a, it's a children's show from the eighties. Kids today wouldn't like it. No, adults today wouldn't like it because it's for kids. Yep. I just, I, I just can't think of and unless it hasn't aged well. Unless you have a weird fetish for puns. <laughs> And even then, half the episodes weren't full of that many puns. No. Hoop de doo da day episode was the best one for puns. Yeah, just watch the hoop. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I would have to agree, I would not recommend this show. Part of that is, well, basically for the exact same reasons as Jamie, but the other thing that I want to add into this is neither of us recommended Sega Hard Girls, and it's on the same grounds. Neither show really stands on its own as a quality series, like it's, and and by that I don't mean that they're bad per se, but they don't have anything unique or interesting to tell. They're mostly interesting curios. I would actually say that Sega Hard Girls is better than this in terms of being an interesting curio because it's so much more mental and zany. <laughs> But that's also possibly because I'm a Sega fan more than a Nintendo fan. And it's likely that a Nintendo fan would say that Captain N is better because of the references for them. However, Sega Hard Girls has way more references to unique video game Sega history than Captain N does for Nintendo history. Because they've done multiple stories where they just do generic twaddle, like doing a Robin Hood episode and doing a basketball episode and doing a baseball episode. All the generic tropes that became infamous in Deke shows are very much on display here. If I couldn't recommend Sega Hard Girls, which I much, much more preferred, then I can't recommend Captain N. What would you say if you had to recommend either? Like, not that you would, because we, I think we're both agreed we're not going to recommend this. Well, they're both kind of similar in theme. Mm. Would you recommend Captain N or Sega Hard Girls? Just say this person doesn't have a bent for one or the other, mm. like Sega or Nintendo. They're just kind of average video game fan. I want to get into something that has all these little references. Would you tell them to go and watch Sega Hard Girls or Captain N? Oh man. I would say they're comparable series. Yeah, um, I mean, I would probably go Captain N just because there's a lot of people out there who cannot hack anime. Mm. Like they they can't hack all the little tropes that come with anime. That's true. Because um, there is, to be fair, to watch anime, you have to be fairly comfortable with some pretty weird shit. Yeah. Like the fact that animes... I mean, Sega Hard Girls wasn't as bad for this as a lot of animes are, but they have a real bad habit of, like, sexualising underage girls. They did kind of sexualise them, though, with uh, with spillage and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And then there was that. certain times where Saturn had to get into a bikini to try and yeah. boost... So they did do it somewhat, uh, and it also, just wasn't that gratuitous, And also, as much as it pains you and me as Sega fans, most of those Sega franchises are dead. Yeah. Other than Sonic, 
no audience today is going to know what half of those things were. It's true. Whereas nearly all those series are still going from Captain N. They're still making Metroid games. They're still yep. making... Uh, Captain N game. Mega Man. <laughs> They're still making so, Castlevania. Oh, I don't know. See, the Castlevania is owned by Konami. This is the interesting part of Nintendo at this period. They had a domination on the market mm. in America, certainly. Um, Sega had more domination in the UK. But in America, Nintendo had over 90% of the market mm-hmm. with the NES. So with that, they, I mean, somehow, I don't know how Nintendo had the rights to say you can have Mega Man and you can have Simon Belmont from Castlevania, they must have been separate copyrights. Because Castlevania is a Konami series, Mm. Mega Man is a Capcom series. It is, yes. So neither of those are Nintendo products. And so, in fact, Kid Icarus is the only Nintendo product, other than Metroid, that's a lead character. Mm. And Kid Icarus isn't going anymore. They did a NES game. He's still in Smash Brothers, isn't he? He's it? in Smash Brothers now. I think they might have done like a single smaller game on the Wii, mm. maybe, when they first introduced him to Smash Brothers, but it didn't do very well. But yeah, other than that, Kid Icarus is basically a dead brand as well. Castlevania's dead because Konami's dead. Mm. And Mega Man... Well, no, they'll be making slot machines themed around Castlevania. I mean actual games. <clears throat> oh, no, Castlevania isn't dead. It's going in anime series form. Which yeah, apparently is quite good. Yeah, yeah, we we'll need be to be watching at some point. We will get round to that, yeah. But Mega Man, Capcom hasn't done much with that brand recently. Haven't they? Not really. Not they do, they're mostly, uh, during the 2000s, they made most of the Mega Man games on portable systems. Mm. Um, and when they did try and do an Xbox 360 Mega Man game, they did, is it Mega, uh, no, no, that was Bomberman. Oh, Bomberman Act Zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. But no, that's not Mega Man. Um, Bomberman Act Zero, man. That yeah. was a misstep, weren't it? That was a big misstep. No, Mega Man, I don't think it's had a mainline mm. console release for a while. It's mostly been portable handheld Google consoles. Quickly now. I used to have Atomic Bomberman on my PC back in the day. Oh. Yeah, as in... I'm talking like an old fucking Packard Bell Windows 98 yeah, yeah, yeah. PC. <laughs> running Atomic Bomberman. Nice. So, but so, if you were to recommend one of the two, you'd recommend Captain N, because it's easier it, to get into for yeah, non-anime fans. As much as it pains me to say it, I think yes. I would say Sega Hard Girls, because it's more interesting. You are right, there's been no Mega Man game since 2018, there Mega Man 11. And that's a 2D game, I believe. For Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Oh, okay, no, 2. fair 5 enough. 2.5D. Oh, okay, yeah, so it's, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. So that's basically 3D graphics on a 2D plane. Did quite well score-wise. Cool. All right, well, happen to be proven wrong there. But again, it's not a Nintendo franchise, so Nintendo couldn't give the rights. Mm. That's the other problem with Captain N. If you wanted to make a movie out of it, you'd have to get the rights from Dick for Captain N, the rights from Nintendo for the Nintendo brand Metroid and Kid Icarus. You'd then have to get the Konami rights for Simon Belmont and Castlevania, and then the Capcom rights for Mega Man. And that's not including any other characters you'd want to bring in from any other Nintendo franchises or from any other franchises that were on a Nintendo at the time. It's quite a tall order. It is, isn't it? So, neither of us would recommend. If we were forced by gunpoint to recommend that or Sega Hard Girls, we're split. Jamie would say Captain N because it's easier for generic TV viewers to watch, whereas I'd say Sega Hard Girls because it's more interesting, as a concept at least, because it's so weird and zany. But yeah, we both agreed that it's it's a no bueno. Don't waste your time. If you've got some historical memories of it, then you probably get something out of it, but outside of that, there's nothing for new viewers. Nah. Nah. Cool. Well, thank you for cho- tuning in. Tune in to us again next week. Uh, we release every Friday at 5pm. Next week's episode, we're going to be doing the film Hackers with Johnny Lee Miller and Angelina Jolie. And also... And I was going to say, is that Matthew Lillard, I see? Yes, it is Matthew Lillard, you see. And this was. Be- and is that Sarah Michelle Geller? I see? No. 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 My eyesight's just bad. No, but that's Penn from Penn and Teller. Hey! And you've got Fisher Stevens. Who, I know that name. Yep. So you you'll have seen him previously on Super Mario Brothers the movie. Jesus he played Christ. Iggy, and he's a skateboarding businessman in this. 
if that doesn't build your interest up, I don't know what will. Uh, but yeah, Matthew Lillard, I believe this is 1995, so I'm pretty certain it's from before Scream. Scream. But he basically, Matthew Lillard is Matthew Lillard from Scream, but mm. as a hacker. That's it. Like, I'm pretty so, certain you could do the, the uh, Scream as a sequel to hack. Quick, quick question. <laughs> What's this got to do with video games? So there's lots of video game references within it. This is right. part of the culture series of films that we're looking at, rather than it's not based on a specific genre. However, and we'll get to this in the episode, there are, at the time, Wipeout on the PlayStation hadn't yet been released. There's an arcade machine of a beta of Wipeout in the film. But there's obviously a lot of other things that are tangentially connected to video gaming. Yeah, this is one of the lighter elements, but again, part of the culture series, mm. rather than being specifically a video game property. If you want to tune into that, please share us with all your friends and your family and the people you don't like at www.vgmovie.co.uk. You can catch us both on Facebook and Twitter and things like that, but the best place to catch us is on the Discord. If you go to vgmovie.co.uk, you can find the Discord link there. The Discord is getting quite active, so it'd be good to have more people in there, get more interaction going, and really kick this up a notch. Thank you very much for listening. Got anything you want to add? Nope. How boring. <laughs> I know. We'll catch you we on the next We have more time. episodes to record, man. That's true. So let's get on with it. See you later. <laughs>